Welcome to The Diamond Mine with David Fuller, a podcast from the Rough Diamond Academy. Hello, my friends. I have a special guest with me today, Mr. Ed Goyette. Ed's from Hampstead in New Hampshire, which is on the east coast of the United States, correct? <laughs> got that right? East coast. I've got to get my east and west right. I'm on the east coast, you're on the east coast. It all works out well. Different continent, but that's okay. How are you, Ed? I'm excellent tonight. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Always good to see you. Um, so Ed and I are friends. We've been, we've been friends for a couple of years, and we've been doing this uh, social distancing thing for a little while. Um, this is not unusual for us to chat via Zoom. So uh, not exactly a brave new world for us in that respect. Uh, but there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about today, my friend, um, about your business. So you run a coffee house in Hampstead called Beantown. Yep. And I'm curious about how all this um, COVID situation has affected your business and what you're doing about it. Oh, it'll be a shorter conversation if I said how it didn't affect the business. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Beantown Coffee House. Um, I've been in the business for so so long. It's been since 1993 uh, that I started the business, and we really haven't seen anything like this since you know 2008 when when everything crashed. And of course, it's a little bit different because the immediacy went like a like a faucet. It just turned off, and you know, back in early March when they locked everything down here, the next day we saw a 70% drop in our business. Wow. Just, it just, went, it just went away. And we, I, I took a good hard look at our core values, uh, which we live by every day. It's, it's, we've been called a community service organization wrapped in a coffee house. So every time that we come up against something where we have to take a good look at ourselves and say, okay, how do we meet this challenge? We always go back to the core values and we always go back to helping people. So as we were, just as luck would have it, as we were trying to figure that out in that first week, and that was a horrific week, I had to lay off five out of my nine employees. I told the other ones to apply for, um, for unemployment insurance just in case because we had no idea what was going on. We, it was brought to our attention that, that there was a smoothie place down the street that had raised some money and we're having customers buy, uh, you know, smoothies and that type of thing for people who were in need and for healthcare workers. And it's one of those things where you have the idea and all of a sudden you just see where it's going to go. And within 24 hours, we had the, the collateral materials done. We had the taglines done. We had everything done. We had a wet, uh, an online presence, uh, ordering presents launched within 48 hours and we started selling uh, what we call fuel the front line so you can go right online you can click one button pay ten dollars and you're buying a bagged lunch for a healthcare worker okay i'm gonna stop you there so traditionally your coffee house people would come in order food mm -hmm. coffee sit eat so initially, when that sort of stopped overnight, you went firstly to takeaway only, didn't you? And, um, yes. So that was your reality in that moment. Right. Um, and so your, your business reduced dramatically to about 30% of what it was. With, mm -hmm. with, well, you call it takeout there, don't you? Yeah. You call it yeah. takeaway here. Yes. Yeah, the one half dozen of the other. It's right. all the same. Um, 
so you went you went to that and then this was about a week after that this this idea yeah so actually to back up a little bit when it, when it really first started before we were locked down but when it was still a problem right. we were very preemptive with we took a couple of tables out so we separated the tables a little bit i put out a statement saying like how we're going to clean what we're going to do we we really ramped up our presence with our sanitation and our cleaning and and anybody would move off of a table and they'd be right there doing it that was top priority uh, once they did lock it down and said that we were an essential business and we could do takeout i really took um the steps of okay what is the path of a customer we don't have a big place it's only 1500 square feet but what contact points to the customer does the customer make and the first thing was the doorknob the door handle so we put a table outside with some wax paper on it and a sign that said take a piece of wax paper and you're going to open the door with the wax paper then here's a trash barrel you're going to deposit it in so it's very it's methodical thinking it's like step by step by step and we walked that path and we came up with we took all of our tables that are supposed to be connecting people and use them to keep people apart right okay stage one which is a little sad <laughs> yeah well, it must be difficult you've been in the business how long 27 years 27 years so it's a radical change in oh, it's crazy business and you know after 27 years of doing something habitually to suddenly be faced with this and that's one of the reasons i want to speak to you because you're certainly not alone in the fact that you've suddenly had a massive change in, in your business but we all have to deal with it our own way and, and our, all our situations are unique but i i I thought hearing your story might trigger some ideas in some people. You heard it from a, a, a juice, was it a juice place down the road or? Yeah, just a smoothie place. A smoothie place, that's right, down the road. And that triggered an idea. And this is, you know, why I like to do these things so that what you've done may trigger ideas in other people and so on and so on. Right. Because things have changed and I don't think they're going to go back. They're not. <laughs> not. They're not. So if you're not already thinking of pivoting your business, you should be because things will change in some form or fashion if they haven't already. Oh, regardless um, what business you're in. Exactly. So you came up with this idea, fuel the front line. So essentially what happens is you've put this then out in social media or, mm -hmm. okay. Saying, Hey, you can buy a lunch for frontline workers. Um, at that point in time, at least I know it was mainly frontline medical. It's still, it still pretty much is. We're going into the supermarket and grocery uh, workers now, but it's still 99% uh, nursing homes and, and hospitals and, and the like. So do they know it's coming? Do you uh, yeah, so say, we'll, hey, we'll, lunch is on us today? Is that yeah, so what we'll, what we'll do is we'll call ahead and we'll say, and, and this has been the most rewarding, the most rewarding work I think I've ever done is we'll call and we'll say, hey, the, the community's pitching in and buying lunch for frontline workers and we've selected your, you know, your hospital, your unit or whatever, you know, your nursing home uh, to be the recipient. Tomorrow, how many people do you have? And I'll back up a little bit. When we first were presented with this idea and we said, okay, I said, I said to my staff, well, you know, if, if we can sell you know, 150 of these, you know, if we, if, if people will donate 
you know, 150, you know, for 150, that's $1,500. That'll, that'll help us patch some payroll through and, and we'll take it week by week. Little did I know, and we're already over uh, 1,200 that we've, that people have donated for. So it's nice that we have this, this stack basically of, usually we have a hundred at a time that we're ready to go with. So when we say, we'll, we're gonna feed your staff, they say, geez, you know, we've, we've got 60 people. I'm like, let's go. Here we go. We've right. got 60. And when you show up with 60, 80, 100 bagged lunches to a place, the, they're overwhelmed with the fact that people donated and people went out of their way to do all these. And, and just that reaction and, and, and that gratitude that, I get back and I feel a little weird about it because I, I, I'm just the delivery guy. Like I didn't buy all these lunches. The, the people out there all over our county did. And I try to make a very good point of that. They say, thank you. I said, I'm not like, I'll pass your thanks along. I'm just the guy that's bringing it to you right now. But it's, um, but then what we'll do, and this is a good point for, for people out there to, to think about. When you're doing good and when you're doing the right thing in your community, do not be afraid to share it because people, uh, and this is one thing that I have proven over and over and over again over 27 years is that human beings deep down want to help. I've proven that. Yes, and absolutely. That whole heroes, the whole heroes and waiting thing that you, that we've heard about before is I've seen that, that people have this urge to help, but they are never asked and they're, ne and they're not given the opportunity. When you give people the opportunity to do that, you're actually giving them like that whole self-actualization thing. You're actually giving them the opportunity to be their best selves by making a $10 donation. And how are you feeding that back to the community? Well, there, we, on Facebook, there, there is a bunch of community pages and I've, I've tempered a little bit with the messaging because they're, they're the types of pages where they say, hey, there's gonna be road work next week, or hey, does anybody know a great restaurant? Or it's, it's just a big community page. Yep. So we've got five or six in, in our immediate area that I know people from that town have donated because we have a, a pretty wide, wide range here at, at our store. So what I'll do is I'll go onto that page I'll post pictures of the people that we've delivered lunch lunches to, and I'll just leave a thank you. And I'll say, I just want to thank the people from the community of Hampstead who donated for this effort. You made you know, this nursing home and this staff at this unit, a COVID unit, very happy today. If you want to get involved, here's the link. So if you're not involved, which most of them aren't, they'll look and they say, oh, geez, that's a really cool thing. Those posts, those get shared, they spread the message, helps us stay in business. And I am not shy about saying that. Everyone knows that we're all struggling. So yeah. it's, it's a nice thing. And from a, a business perspective, financial perspective, what's been the impact on, on your business? So you dropped down to 30%. Oh, so we're, we're still, if, if you net it out, we're still down about 40% from normal, but we've been able to bring our payroll down. 
and we've been able to make some menu changes. We've been able to we've been able to to pull a few levers that we needed to pull to get the costs in line with with the income. And some of those have been hard. You know, it's I'm not going to lie. They 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 haven't been the the best levers I'd ever want to pull, like laying off five out of my nine staff. Like that's hard. Um, but where we are now with, without this program, we would have just closed our doors. It just wouldn't have been worth it. So wow. it's so uh, not just a, no, no small thing that a massive pivot that's, that's essentially oh, not only fed the frontline workers and built a great community spirit, um, save the business. Mm -hmm. and, and it works three ways. It works for the workers, works for us and it works for the people donating. Fantastic. So, eventually this will come to an end. Mm -hmm. And there is a life and business beyond the current situation. Who knows when that'll be, but everything comes to an end. What's the big takeaways for you in going forward with this? And how do you, how do you see something like this fitting into your business long-term? What, what long-lasting changes has it made to the way you do business? Well, that's a great question. This actually put a very bright light on what we do well. And, and, it, and it revealed a lot of the expertise that we have as a company. It revealed a lot of the heart, the, the stuff you already know, but a lot of the heart of my employees who had to make hard decisions and, and did and acted in ways which I couldn't be proud of. I could just seriously not, could, could not be prouder of them. So it gave me the ability to look and say, wow, look what I really have here. I have all these, all these golden nuggets everywhere in this business. So how do you put them all together and go forward? A, a very simple one. We didn't have a, an online ordering platform before. We didn't need it. Yeah. And we'd always seen that as something that it's going to be paying the butt. You got to pay an extra 30 cents per order. Why would I do that now? Hmm. That makes a lot of sense to us because I can see the throughput in our business increasing because people don't have to wait in line. So, okay. The lesson learned. The other thing is we've just proven and actually relearned that people will open up their wallets to support a good cause when asked. So part of our online thing going forward, whether it's healthcare workers or someone who get into a car accident and lost, or lost their house or whatever it is, we're always going to have that option on our website to donate to a fund that we can use to help the community. Now that's something I've talked about since 2007, 2008. And here we are now in, in 2020 and it took a pandemic for me to actually do it. <laughs> It's really interesting because what in the, in the traditional um, you know coffee house setting, you've got two parties: the person receiving the meal or coffee and paying for it, and and you as the business providing the service. Now you've got three parties: someone who's paying for the service, you as the coffee house, and someone who's receiving it. So you've brought right. which right. potentially going forward, the way I look at it, I think well, not only have you you've done a great community service, you've broadened your reach in terms of the business going forward because you have people don't forget right so you have potential customers who may not have even known you existed before oh there's a lot 
Now, they may not even be geographically close to you and be able to, to, to come and, and, um, and dine with you down the track, but they may be able to do exactly what your locals have done and provide a meal for someone else down the track. Mm-hmm. So you've, even though, in a sense, you've got a shrinking market and a difficult situation going forward, you've potentially opened up a whole new market that could be... Well, absolutely. And, and just, just the fact that, that we've expanded, not only in that way, but we've expanded the market and people coming through the store as well. Like a lot of, a lot of people who've never heard of us before are driving by and we put a little flag out like, Hey, we got sandwiches here. Yeah. And we're actually getting a lot of new faces come through and people just calling places to see if they're open. There's a lot of places that are closed here and we're the highest quality place around that, that is still open. And we've seen a lot of a lot of new faces. So I'm cautiously optimistic that when this thing does end, that what we're going to lose in the actual coffee house, what we do well in the provide a nice place for people to sit and talk and have a good time, we're probably going to lose half our tables, to be honest. Um, we're going to gain in that throughput. And there's a chance that we actually do better coming out of this. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. This yeah. is what I'm about is in, in going through some of this stuff and hopefully helping people, you know, create a platform to, to, to go forward in better shape than they went in. There might yep. be a, a sort of a, a downturn in the middle of it all, but you've got to come out and you've, you know, come out hopefully with a platform to, to, to grow your business. Um, so I really appreciate you sharing your experience in this because it, it, it shows that, I mean, necessity is the mother of invention. That's, that's an old chestnut, but but it's just the simple truth, isn't it? You you do stuff when you have to. Um, yep. I'm seeing examples of that everywhere. We're seeing you know governments put together packages in a week that they'd normally debate for for two years in Parliament. Exactly. <laughs> that sort of stuff. So we know that things when you have to, things can get done. So perhaps the mindset going forward is in business that we continue to look at our businesses and say, all right, if we were in the middle of a pandemic right now and this happened, how would we deal with that? Maybe there's right. these little, little, uh, little uh, games we can take forward with ourselves. And, well, Seth uh, Godin, I don't know if you're a fan of Seth, but Seth Godin had a really interesting thing that he said a long time ago that, that always stuck with me. He said, if you're in business, imagine that you work on donations only. So what if your business was donation only? Yep. How would you do things differently? If you had to provide goods and services that were so good that people, if they could pay nothing, they could. That they would pull money out of their pocket and throw it on your counter or whatever, whatever business yep. you have enough to make your business model work. And that's always stuck with me. And it's a great way to look at it. It is. There are examples of, uh, I know even locally here, of restaurants that have worked on that model of pay what you think it's worth. Pay what you want. Yep. Um, Pay what you want. Pay what you want. Uh, And they seem to do okay by all accounts. Because I think you made a point early on that I think is so true, and and it's worth revisiting, that human beings at their core want to do the right thing. The vast Mm -hmm. majority of people want to do the right thing, and they want to help. If they know that a business is doing the right, then they'll want to get behind and support that business and do their bit. Uh, and that includes paying for a meal that they otherwise could walk out and not pay for. 
Oh, exactly. It wouldn't feel right. They've got to look at themselves in the mirror, don't they? So and right. most people would say, I'll tell you what, I could pay 10, but I'll pay 20 because I like what they're doing. So many businesses. Sorry, mate. Yeah, it's an extension of themselves. Yeah. That's, that's the big thing because through their actions, they're saying, well, when they look themselves in the mirror, they go, okay, I did the right thing and I feel good about that. And people feel good when they do the right thing. And there's not enough, there's not enough things to make us feel good in the world. And when, when you take that responsibility upon yourself and go, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to align myself like you just said. I'm going to align myself with this business because they're doing the right thing. Therefore, I'm doing the right thing. And that's great. And as business people, I, I mean, personally, the way that I've always run it is that's my responsibility. That, that's simply my responsibility. If, if I'm going to put my flag on the ground and say, I, I am going to put a business into this world and I would like you to, to take money out of your wallet and put it on my counter so I can take it and do whatever I want to do with it and, and, and run this thing. That is a big part of the responsibility of running the business is doing the right thing. And the one thing, and I, it, I, I preach this all the time, is the thing that, that frustrates me when I, when I hear, especially in the retail arena, and I'm sure you get this, get this there too, is as a coffee house, we are inundated with requests for donations. Inundated. And that is, I, I'm, I'm part of some forums, you know, different, different cafe yeah. forums and whatnot. And that is actually, believe it or not, a complaint of owners who say, geez, all these people want all these donations and I get three a week and I can't believe it. And what do I do? And how do you, how do you temper this? And how do you, and I say, I say yes to every single one, every single one. And not only do I say yes to every single one within our, within our purview. So we do food insecurity, housing, um, people who just had a curveball thrown at them. We don't do the thing where I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to buy a dress for my daughter who's going to a beauty pageant. Like we don't do that. But anything with this dire human need, we are there. And the more local, the better. I say yes to every single one because these are the people who are passionate about things in your community. These are the people, these are the heroes of your community who are going way out of their way, who could be doing anything else with their, their time, but they're coming into your store and having an awkward conversation because they believe deeply in something that's amazing. Yeah. And to see that as a problem is missing the, one of the biggest opportunities that we have as, a, as retailers is that my next question is like, if they ask me for a $25 gift card, sure. You, you can write that off to marketing expense all day long and it's fine. Okay. They come in the next question. I'm like, well, yes, of course I'm going to do this for you, but how do we make your event better? How can I use Beantown to bring your thing to the next level? And what they do with that, they always stop and go, geez, I haven't thought of that. Well, that's what we're going to do. Can do you want to run an auction here? Do you want me to run a raffle for you? What can we do? Because the more successful they are, in helping the community, the more successful I'm going to be because just goodwill yeah. is, is going to rise. And if these kids get to go to, you know, the baseball park in, in California and my store is a big part of it, 
that's 50, 100 people who are going to have a great feeling about my store. Now, if you do it once and you say, well, that didn't work because I didn't have them come in, you're missing the point. You have to be consistent with it. Yep. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So going forward, you now have an online booking system and that will continue, I take it. And Absolutely. You'll, and you'll be continuing in some form or fashion, a way of, you know, fueling the front line yeah. as part of your ongoing business. Any other ways you think your business might change or adapt that you'll take forward into a future business? Uh, simplification. Yeah. And, and, and that we had, a, we had a conversation with this about at the store today is we were talking about the grocery stores and how there's like nine different ketchups and 48 different, different pasta sauces and how it causes people to stand there. And cause you, your mind can only hold what three or four things at a time before it tips off <laughs> <laughs> on the best day. And, and we had this big conversation and we, and we realized we need to simplify a menu. It's not big to begin with, but it can be presented in a way where people can get it more quickly without having to scan all over the place. That's one of the biggest things. Interesting. You know, is, is, and it's all these, it's all these really cool things that, that you don't think about but you have to, like you said, necessity. Necessity. I mean, I've certainly, uh, we were talking before we, we jumped on here, um, chatting about it. I think even locally, I'm looking at, I have an interest in, in obviously music, as you can see behind me, and, and the arts, and thinking about how that works and taking traditional models that suddenly don't work because you require audiences, right. <laughs> oddly enough, and then tipping that on its head going forward. Obviously, you've got a lot of people doing music from their, their homes and, and you know their lounges, all that sort of stuff at the moment. But going forward, you look at that and say, well, okay, we have a situation today where we have to do it this way today, but how can you take that concept and bring it forward into uh, into the uh, the norm going forward. How do you make that part of your business? Um, and so I like these ideas and tossing around these ideas because there are a lot of things in life and in business we take for granted on any given day that when you're forced to, you do differently. You go, well, that's interesting. Why didn't I do that all along? Right. Why did I jump on a plane to go to you know, a city three hours away to sit in a meeting for two hours right. to come home when I could have just jumped on Zoom. On this. Right. You know, and talk across the world. Why didn't we always do that as a business? Um, and sure, it's good to get together sometimes, but do we have to do it every meeting? Yep. And I'm sure a lot of people have been doing this for a while too, but, you know, right. these are sorts of examples of say, well, how do you deal with, how do you deal with your business differently? How do you go forward? Um, and I'm sure there's a million examples, mate, but I really appreciate you sharing yours with us. Um, and you know, sharing that, 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 uh, wisdom you've had 27 years in a business is no mean feat, um, no matter what the business is. So, um, clearly, yeah, I, I look back a long wow. way, mate. it's yeah, it's, it's, uh, I look back and I go, geez, 27 years went by pretty quickly <laughs> as it does. Yes, indeed. Um, no, that's yeah. only 21 years for me. So that's yeah, you know, the, you know it. I remember starting at it like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, but oddly enough, I'm sure your business even 
before this wasn't the same as it was 27 years ago. And that's the point of all this. There is only one constant and that is change. So it's a question of how you adapt to it and how quickly you accept that, I think, that determines whether or not you survive the next year or two years or 27 it, it, years in the business. And the acceptance that you, that's, like, play that one on repeat because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It, it's, it's business is problem solving and change. Absolutely. And accepting okay. that. Yeah. Brilliant, my friend. Thank you very much. Um, we will talk to you soon. I, fun. Yeah, it's always good to chat with you. Uh, across the world exactly it's a mere, mere 10,000 miles nothing it's a mere and it's i look forward to one day um getting to to a hampstead and sitting in in beantown mate and having a coffee with you that i, I seriously someday that's going to happen uh, it's it's definitely on on um on my list of things i have to do that instead but, of the kayak on on your lake mate i have one for you I have one for you. So I don't know. I might make it to Australia before you make it up here. Well, that's uh, I'll, uh, I'll, we'll find a coffee house here in the city. No yeah, way. do that. <laughs> well, my friend, take care. Thank you very, very much, and uh, we will talk very soon. Yeah, we will. Thanks, Dave.